many of us, tax can be a complex area. And I've been doing tax for over 20 years, and I still find some aspects confounding, to say the very least. This is the Taxplainer micro-podcast series, where together with our experts, we'll be discussing all things tax, covering everything from corporate tax, indirect taxes, R&D, ESG, and employment tax. I'm Aaron Tomer, and I'm your host for this series. Now, we've got something a little different for you in this episode, something a little lighter for this time of year, and something that's always fascinated me in the world of tax. Okay, so it's not exactly the 12 days of Christmas, and certainly not something I'd want to receive from my true love, but I'm going to be digging into 12 of the weirdest taxes throughout history. Let's see how many you've heard of. So without further ado, let's get into it. At number one, during medieval times, we had the coward tax, or scutage, as it was known in the 13th century. Now, this was levied for, for different campaigns. Um, so for those people rich enough, you could choose to pay a tax instead of going to fight for the king. And this was commonly known as a cowardice tax, although there were other reasons given. A lame horse, perhaps, or my sword arms sore from the last battle. This dates back to Henry I and started off relatively cheaply, but was increased by over 300% during King John's reign. It was then levied on all nights, even during peacetime, and as you can imagine, it was quite unpopular, so it actually became a driver for the Magna Carta in 1215. Unbelievably, it lasted for 300 years until it was eventually replaced by other forms of taxation for the military. At number two, we have the window tax, which is a significant social, cultural and architectural force in Britain during the 17th and 18th centuries. In our village, you can see some of the windows that were bricked up as a result of the tax. And it was introduced in 1696 under King William uh, II's reign under the act of making good the deficiency of the clipped money. It was designed to tax the relative prosperity of the taxpayer and was deemed less controversial than the income tax posited at that time. So oddly, paying the tax was a badge of honour and wealthy landowners commissioned architects to design houses with the maximum amount of windows. So think Chatsworth. It was finally repealed in 1851. At number three, we have the hat tax, which was levied by the British government under Pitt the Younger from 1784 to 1811 on men's hats. So similar to the window tax, it was deemed to tax the relative wealth, whereby the richest people were likely to have a large, larger number of expensive hats compared to the poor who may have just had the one cap. The tax was administered via a license on milliners with heavy fines for non-compliance. So forgers of hat tax revenue stamps even received the death sentence. So crikey, don't tell HMRC about that one. At number four, we have the card tax. And this was a tax on fun, basically, as cards, card playing was both popular and pleasurable in the 16th century. So without Strictly or EastEnders, uh, After-dinner card playing was quite a thing, and King James I saw it fit to tax people's fun and did so by requiring that the ace of spades carry an insignia that the tax had been paid by the manufacturer. So you'll see, if you go and have a look at a deck of cards, you'll always see that the ace of spades is always the fanciest card in the deck, and that harks back to that, that 16th century tax. So would you believe that this, this actually continued until 1960? where decks of cards had to display the name of the printer and the proof that the tax had been paid. Um, perhaps Motorhead were fans of HMRC. Uh, at number five, in 2003, our friends in New Zealand introduced a flatulence tax, or fart tax, uh, against its population um, to curb the release of methane by farm animals to assist with the compliance of the Kyoto Protocol, or Kyoto. 
this was eventually scrapped due to public outcry due to farming's importance to the economy. So Brussels sprout, anyone? At number six, back in the first century, Emperors Nero and Vespasian introduced the pecunia non olet, or money doesn't stink tax, otherwise known as the urine tax. So having many uses, urine was a valuable raw material which was used in tanning, togo laundry and even teeth whiner. Vespasian's name was subsequently given to France, Italy and Romania's public urinals, so don't take the pee. At number seven, us Brits again. In 1815, we introduced the newspaper tax, originally intended to tax the wealthy. The tax was found to be counterproductive, though, and it put pressure on the press by reducing circulation and restricted the accessibility of knowledge and effectively caused censorship on those unable to afford it. So common sense prevailed, and in 1855, it was abolished. At number eight, we have the wallpaper tax again. Perceived as a tax on the well-to-do, it was introduced in 1712 and was levied on anyone who brought patterned, painted or printed wallpaper, which was seen as a cheap alternative to tapestry or panelling. So tactics to avoid the tax were adopted, including using plain wallpaper and then once it was up, painting it afterwards. And um, although it lasted a little while, it was finally abolished in 1836. At number nine, we have the clock tax, and it's similar to the hat tax. It was levied on the wealthy, and in 1797, it applied to all timepieces, such as pocket watches and clocks. Gold watches were taxed more heavily at, at five times that of other times pieces. At number 10, we have the brick tax, another great earner for His Majesty's revenue. Around the 1700s, bricks were taxed, and to reduce the impact of the tax, manufacturers simply made bigger bricks to reduce the overall number used in construction. So incredibly, this lasted till 1850. So stone houses such as those in our village must have been cheaper, um, as hard to find many brick-built houses that predate the mid-1800s around here. At number 11, we've got the chimney tax, and it's another one aimed at the wealthy, where it was perceived that the more fireplaces one had, the more you could afford to pay. And it was introduced in 1660, and similar to windows, people avoided paying the tax by bricking up their fireplaces. Uh, it was abolished in 1689. Of course, today we just have sky-high energy prices, so a tax by any other name. And finally, at number 12, we have one of my personal favourites, the beard tax. Allegedly, this was introduced by none other than Henry VIII. It was intended to be levied on anyone wearing a beard. Uh, and Elizabeth I even tried to increase the tax, and at least until Gillette got its act together. In fact, Tsar Peter I of Russia enforced the tax by empowering the police to forcibly shave anyone who didn't pay up. So the Russian Orthodox Church decreed it was blasphemous for anyone to be seen clean-shaven. So ultimately this tax was unenforceable, so, so much so that Catherine the Great repealed it. So what's your favourite weird tax and how many of those did you know about already? With over 60 windows in our old weaver's cottage, I'm a particular fan of the window tax. Are there any particular odd taxes I've missed? Let me know in the tax leaders community on Beyond if I have. Either way, thank you so much for joining me and listening to this podcast, whether it's your first episode or if you've been with us since the launch in October. We're getting some really great feedback so far, but of course, we always want to hear from you. So if there's anything you want to know more about, any topics we haven't gotten to yet, reach out, let us know. Last thing I'd like to say is, of course, uh, from me and from everyone here on Beyond, have a wonderful Christmas, a fantastic new year, and we hope to see you again soon in 2024.